it's a privilege, isn't it, to serve the body of Christ. It's a privilege that, that I have uh, enjoyed for the last 22 years in, in so many different ways. Uh, it's been alluded to. I've served in the kids' department. I've served in doing DIY. I've served in the community. I've served in, in the setting up and the creation of food bank in the local area. I've served as a prayer pastor and continue to do that. I've served in uh, set up and breakdown, or, or as it's now more commonly known as logistics, the, the reorganising of the chairs. But I'm excited to stand together today, not just with the elders, not just with the elders and the trustees, but as a whole church, together as family. Because that's what it's about. Family can spend time together. Family can be that that support that is needed. And just in the couple of moments that I've got, and we will uh, finish as soon as we can and get you outside for tea, coffee and cake uh, as soon as possible. But... We so often repeat the vision of the church and there's just something I wanted to pick out of it that that I think is clear for this moment. The vision is stated as this, we believe that it is God's will to build a large outward looking church in Gravesham. One that is, and you know the M's, strong in membership, growing in maturity, dynamic in ministry, dedicated to mission and awesome in worship. That M's upside down. With God's help, we will achieve these goals. And the thing is, we so often focus, and rightly so, on those M's. Uh, the, the M's that God uses to stir us up to build the family, to build the community, to serve each other and serve Jesus, to glorify his name. But I want to focus on, just for a second, the, the two statements, the one before and the one, be, one behind. We believe that it is God's will. And with God's help. Acts 14, we've already gone to this morning. Uh, and let me read it out again. After preaching the good news in Derby uh, and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch and Pisidia. And where they strengthened the believers. And they encouraged them to continue in their faith. And they reminded them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders... In every church, with prayer and fasting, they turned the elders over to the care of the Lord in whom they put their trust. It's important to say that this isn't my church. It isn't the elders' church. It isn't even the the trustees' church, although to be absolutely technically true, it is their charity number. (laughs) It isn't even our church, for those of us who call this home. Whose church is it? It is absolutely his church. This congregation is part of the body of Christ. Yet the church of Jesus Christ, his bride, his body, his sons and his daughters across the globe and across time. We are part of that collective body. That's why we we declared the Apostles' Creed. That's why we, we hark back to the ancient faith because it isn't just about what we've understood in this day but we are connected with God's people through across literally time and space. Pastors and elders, the same word, are shepherds of a flock. But really, let's be honest, we are only ever under shepherds. Yeah? Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21 says this. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, what? That great shepherd of the sheep. He's the great shepherd. The one who ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. 
And verse 21 says this, that he may equip you with all that you need for doing his will. It's his will. It's his will that we build the church that God's calling us to build here. It's not our will. It's not our bright ideas. It's not our gift. It's not our ability. It's his will. Therefore, it comes down to him. Pastor Ebenezer has a brilliant saying, his will, his bill. Except for I can't do it with the Indian accent because I'd just make a mess of it. It'd sound Welsh. But his will, his bill, if God has willed it, then he has the responsibility to carry it. Now, he carries that through us, but it's ultimately down to him. Our collective desire, and I know this is so true, as elders, as trustees, as, as we talk, and as the leaders of the different ministries and life groups, it is our collective will, our desire to do his will, which we express in a mantra that we end every service pretty much every week. But it can be said in so many different ways. What is it? That we love God. We love people. And thirdly, we? God comes first. Other people come second. Life comes third. I used to sing a song that, that had a, a lyric that talked about a flag flying high from the castle of my heart. And it ended by saying the, um, the, that joy is spelt Jesus, others, yourself. J-O-Y, Jesus, others, yourself. That's love God, love people, love life. Jesus, others, yourself. We find it written in Scripture in so many different ways. Matthew 22, 37 to 39. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The first and the greatest commandment. And the second one, love your neighbour as yourself. Love God, love people, love life. We find it in Micah 6.8, one of the, the most profound sermons I ever heard preached that, that really struck me many moves ago that Michael preached when we were right back in, in base camp before we'd even started the journey across uh, finding new buildings and bigger spaces. As we, look at Micah, we looked at Micah 6.8, what does the Lord require of you to do right, to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God, to love God, love people, love life? It's the same thing again and again and again. But we don't just do his will in our own strength. We don't do any of this in our own strength. We need God's help. And as I draw this to a close, I said I'd be quick. Band, if you want to come up. Um, God doesn't just tell us what to do. God isn't a God who just gives a set of instructions and says, there you are, off you go, sort it. God is involved. He comes alongside to help and to equip and to enable us. Acts 14, again, I'll take us back to that verse that we looked at. They appointed elders with what? Prayer and fasting, and they turned them over to the care of the Lord in whom they had put their trust. We turn today, all of us, the elders, the four elders of CPC at this stage, we all are reliant on God. We all need his help. Together we need his, his strength, his love, his help, his compassion. Paul and Barnabas, when this was written, had been travelling through modern-day Turkey. And Paul had been preaching to the Jews. That was his pattern. He got kicked out of every synagogue he went into. It kind of formed a bad habit that he had. And then sharing with the Gentiles, he'd often end up getting persecuted because, to be honest, he, he threatened some people's livelihoods. And then each time when he was persecuted, he was forced to move on. But before he moved on, he appointed elders who would lead the church, but not in their own strength or ability. Ray Otland, a guy who's an Anglican canon in the, the US branch 
of the, of the Anglican Church, Church of England, says this. Ministry is an ongoing miracle. You are not making it happen. Jesus is. Let me say that again. Miracle, ministry is not, it's an ongoing mi- miracle. Ha, put my teeth back in. You are not making it happen. I am not making it happen. The elders, we are not making it happen. Jesus is. Amen. Yes, you should rightly expect the elders and the staff to be competent. By golly, you should expect that. To do our best and to lead well. To play our part. But as has already been read, Ephesians 4.12, the responsibility that we carry is to equip the flock, to equip the church, God's people, to do the work of the ministry, to build up the church, the body of Christ. That's our responsibility, to enable and empower and strengthen you, God helping us to help you, that you may then be empowered by God to help each other and help this world around us, to lead on. It's not about a few people who are the the chosen to do the job, but it's about the collective, it's about the family, it's about being together. No amount of leadership can make a miracle happen. No amount of of divine wisdom on one or two or three or four people can do that. Only God, only God, only Jesus at work in us through His Holy Spirit. And so today I implore you, put Christ first. You've seen the commitments the elders have made to put Christ first. He's the one who's the leader. It's His church. Trust Him and follow Him. Pray for us. Please do pray for us as elders, as leaders. Pray for the trustees and the staff, the life group leaders, the ministry leaders. Stand together with us as we follow Christ's path that's laid out for us as a church. Join with us the first Wednesday of every month, this coming Wednesday, join with us in the upper room as we seek to pray, as we spend the day fasting, seeking God and His guidance, His wisdom, His will, and by His help to lead and to step forward. Absolutely, as uh, Mag said, to move into to having the impact upon this community. Great, the Sunday fun day was excellent. Did we enjoy it? It's only the first step. <laughs> We want to go further. We want to be able to exclaim and proclaim God's love to this community. And doing that, it it takes the effort and it takes the energy and it takes the dedication and it takes the serving. It takes the, the faithfulness of not just a few, but of all. And it takes the resources of the giving sacrificially of, of all of us, you and me together. So we're going to end this service in a second and we're going to uh, sing and probably jump around because, hey, I'm, I'm, I quite enjoy that. But we're going to take the offering at the same time. Try not to knock the bucket flying as we go. But remember, we're sowing seed into the kingdom for the purposes of the community around us, to bless them, to bring them to God. So step in. Please step in. I dare you, be there on Wednesday if you at all can make it happen take some time out on Wednesday to pray and to fast we'll be sending you around the prayer points of what we're fasting for where we're we're seeking God's intervention be the family don't just lean back we all know that in families when someone leans back everyone else gets a bit upset with them lean in let's lean in let's be family together be loving supporting be caring for each other taking responsibility personally practically financially in all the different ways and serving our God with the gifts that he's given us because he has gifted you 
He has gifted me, He has gifted you. He has His call and His purpose and he, you will know, you will find it. But then, with God's help, what? We will achieve these goals. I said I wouldn't be long. I'm going to stick to it. I'll hand over to the, the band. Can we celebrate? Can we go out on a party end? Yeah? Fantastic. Guys, over to you.